Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, all over the major platforms. Please do download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Camillus Golf Club, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, Welching Company Jewelers, and our terrific friends at Burn Dairy. If you're in and around Central New York, stop in to your local Burn Dairy for the breakfast, the, the donuts, and the coffee. They've got, obviously, a great selection of hot and cold foods for uh, lunch and dinner as well. Pizza to go. A great selection of beer and uh, you know refreshing beverages in the cooler, uh, as well as just some basic grocery needs at Burn Dairy. And oh yes, the chocolate milk is to die for. Burn Dairy is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform, as well as Rosie's Corner and Brewerton Ace Hardware. Let's talk some off-season baseball, some hot stove. Will we even have baseball in 2022? So many things going on around the game and free agency with Javi Baez landing with the Tigers and uh, Corey Seager off to the Rangers, as is Marcus Simeon. You've got Max Scherzer signing a, a, just a whopper of a three-year deal with the New York Mets. And uh, the content, and of course the Yankees aren't doing anything, um, but the content just keeps on coming. It's amazing at Ball 9. Go visit Ball9.com. We've got the founder and uh, creator and owner of Ball 9. It's just an incredible baseball platform. Chris Vitale joins us at Chris Vitale on Twitter. Again, Ball9.com. It's must-read stuff from top to bottom. Chris, thanks for a couple. How are you, bud? Doing well, man. How you doing? I'm great. It's awesome to chat with you again. Um, before we get into all the baseball news and notes, wanted to start off with with two quick things. The first one is, as we record this, you are doing uh, something in New York City that's pretty awesome. So let my listeners know about that. I'm uh, yeah. I'm sitting on a bed in my hotel room. But no, uh, <laughs> honestly, yeah. No, I'm here uh, tomorrow night is the Italian-American Baseball Federation Gala Dinner. Um, they're going to be honoring Tom Berducci, Anthony Volpe, a couple of other fellas, um, Trey Mancini as well. Um, so that's that's going to be a good time. Uh, it's going to be a lot of food. Should be uh, The wine should be flowing, and, um, you know, should be a good time. So. See, here I was hoping that you were going to be in New York kidnapping Brian Cashman, locking him in a closet, and just taking over the Yankees' general manager duty. So this is great what you're doing, but it's also super disappointing for me. Um, the latest and greatest at Ball 9, people, again, need to check it out. It's it's the most incredible baseball platform out there. You've just done an amazing job with it, Ball9.com. What's some of the latest and greatest from, from the writers? I know KK threw out a, 
a piece on the Yankees, just, you know, not in the business of trying to win a championship anymore. Uh, in yep. many, and many other pieces as well. I've been trying to, I've been trying to get lost in that website. And I mean that in a good way. Right. No, I mean, believe me, I've, I seem to get lost in there all the time. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Kevin Kernan wrote, uh, it's pretty funny. He wrote a piece about Steve Cohen, you know, and Billy Epler, and mm-hmm. you know, this is their second chance here, you know, and this is definitely Epler's second chance. And, uh, he pulled no punches as usual, and all of a sudden the next day, Steve Cohen starts spending money like a drunken sailor, like he's almost trying to stick at the curtain. And uh, I thought that was hysterical. I mean, it was just all of a sudden a flurry of signings, and it's like, hey, I'll show you, buddy. And um, so that one, and then, yeah, he followed that one up with, uh, which is still ringing true, you know, that, that, okay, it's the noisy Mets and the quiet Yankees. And um, that's continued, and that's what we've been saying. And then we have, you know, uh, we have a couple new features. We have uh, a writer named Deb Seymour, who's awesome. Um, she's contributed a couple pieces. This one, this week, was about uh, gold gloves and, you know, kind of how, you know, I mean, if Rafael Palmero could win a gold glove when he didn't even play first base, you know, I mean, she dives into the Jeter stuff and, you know, maybe maybe Alexei Ramirez did really need, you know, really should have won that gold glove with uh Cheers, last one, but um, so she's really interesting. She takes a really interesting kind of uh, almost like professorial look into into these um, scenarios, and, and so she's great. Rocco Constantino, who just he just I guess decided he wanted to count down the top four hundred moments in baseball history. <laughs> so we have the stud four hundred. And, just um, 400, huh? You know, just, that's it? 400, you know? 400. I mean, 400. <laughs> Can't shoot for 50, 100. Finish, you know? yeah. so I, I, I'm going to text or call him and tell him that he should have done the stud 4,000. You know, it's... Oh, uh, man, you're going to kill me. Yeah, right, that's true. that's true. Well, that's part yeah, of it, exactly. right? Come on. Yeah, so, you know, so we got some new stuff coming. We, uh, you know, we actually brought a cartoonist on to make the stud 400 kind of feel like a, you know, kind of like a, you know, like a feature in a newspaper or mm-hmm. something or a magazine like that, so... That's cool. This guy, his name is Willow Tool, so he's doing cartoons for us now. Um, yeah, so things are moving, and uh, you know, a little bit quicker than they are for the Yankees, it seems. Yeah, let's start right there. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, they're they're doing ridiculous things and not focusing in on what they need to fix, and Sanchez will be back, and all these problems that they had. It's just going to keep on going. Um, I've lost total faith. I, I'm totally out on this franchise. I'm totally out on Hal. I'm out on Cash. I'm out on Boone. I'm out. I'm. 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 I, they got to win me back here, and they got to show me first by caring. Chris, where do you stand? I mean, I, I'm. I, I was a little. I don't know if I want to say disappointed, but I mean, I, because I kind of expected it when they tendered Gary Sanchez a contract. I mean, I was really hoping they were going to go in a different direction there. Um, the team obviously needs to get stronger up the middle, whether that's, you know, the catcher, shortstop, the center fielder, they didn't address any of it. And, um, I'm not of the camp where I think, you know, if they go and they pay Correa $35 million a year, that that's going to fix the team. That's going to hurt the team even more in the future, because I mean, you have to extend judge. I mean, you, you know, they just need to allocate the resources a little more wisely, but they do need to address shortstop. They didn't, um, they need to address center field. Uh, they just gave you know more support to Aaron Hicks. They need to address catcher. They gave Gary a contract. So to be completely honest, I don't know exactly what the hell their plan is. I'm hoping that you know maybe 
maybe they're a little more active in the trade market, so maybe the Olsen thing's not off the table. I, I mean, I, I, I'm as confused as anybody else because I don't know exactly what their plan is. It's just been complete radio silence. So, I mean, you know, some proof of life from Brian Cashman knowing that he's still not out somewhere down on uh, the street in Brooklyn in a sleeping bag would be nice. You know, others are obviously making moves. I'm with you. I, I don't necessarily need to spend that money on Correa or anyone else for that matter, uh, unless it's another huge arm um, in, in the rotation. I mean, that's kind of what, what I need. I, and, and then those changes you mentioned, you're totally right. But other teams are making major splashes. You know, Robbie Ray goes to the Mariners, uh, Seager and Simeon go to the Rangers. Uh, the Tigers get Javi Baez. And last but not least, what a whopper of a three-year deal for Max Scherzer. Um, gosh, I thought he was in the, in, 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 in the uh, hey, I want to keep building my legacy type of thing and building my resume and go for another championship. Maybe he believes that there's a little bit of that in, in New York with the Mets. I don't think there is. He chased, obviously, the almighty dollar here. Uh, so wrapping all of that together... Uh, give me some of your feedback on these moves and who you think so far has won the offseason, Chris. Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, the obvious answer there, I think it has to be the Mets at this point, because I think mean, you're adding, you know, arguably the second best pitcher in baseball to a rotation that features the first best, you know, the best pitcher in baseball. So, I mean, you know, a one-two punch of DeGrom and Scherzer is just, that's unbelievable. And, you know, I, I mean, I think Scherzer's one of those guys. He has that Nolan Ryan gene in him. I mean, it doesn't matter that he's 37. Yep. He's going to, he, you know, he just psychs himself up and he's going to come out and he's going to come after you when he, when he pitches. So if, he's, if they both stay healthy, that's great. I mean, who the hell knows? It's the Mets, so who knows if they're going to score runs for him. But, um, you know, the Marte signing was good. Cano is a nice little under-the-radar thing. I don't think they're done yet. I think they, they have another move left in them. Um. But again, you know, they are still the Mets, so they, they could, you know, they could win 88 games with this payroll and with this team. Um, you know, the Rangers deals, I don't really get because they still need pitching. I don't know who's going to, you know, you can score 14 runs a game, but if the other team scores 16, what the hell good is it? That's it. So, yep. you know, so that that's interesting. Um, I, I am curious to see what happens with Trevor Story. At this point, I'm starting to think he might just go back to Colorado, um, you know, because it just doesn't seem like the market's there for him if the Yankees aren't going to pay him. And, um, but I mean, yeah, I, I think, you know, the Mets have to, you got, you have to tip your cap to what Steve Bowen's doing. So, absolutely. Now, yeah. You know, on yeah. paper, they, they got a lot stronger. So, and Robbie Ray, I'm not really sure about either because, I mean, he's only a couple years removed from like, you know, like a, like a 6.7 ERA or something like that. Might have even been a seven point six. I could be mixing it up, but um, so I don't know. I, I don't think going all in on him would be a great idea for for the Yankees. But the thing is, like you said, I mean, the Yankees need pitching. Who's left? Yeah, yeah. Who's really left? Everybody's. You know, what are you going to sign, Marcus Stroman? Yeah, and he, so, he and he's already made it pretty clear he's never going to play for them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who the hell he's going to play for with the stuff he's been pulling. That's true. But, that's true. Uh, talking some baseball here with Chris Vitale, the terrific Ball9 founder and owner, Ball9.com, for a ton of baseball content. Go get it and uh, read uh, all the terrific writers. And you can get Chris on Twitter, at Chris Vitale. Just a couple more for you, Chris. I'll let you run. Sure. Um, in regards to the current 
battling between multi-millionaires and billionaires. Uh, sure. Will we even have baseball in 2022, do you think? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think we will. I, I mean, I've been saying it for a while that I think, you know, I mean, it's it might push back spring training some. It might affect spring training. I don't know if it's going to really affect the regular season. Um, I hope it doesn't because, you know, if they're already in negotiations now and this is still going on in April, then, you know, we, we've got some, we've got some much bigger problems here, but um, I, I just don't, I don't see how it doesn't affect at least spring training, especially with this report coming out that Manfred did indeed use two different types of baseballs this year, um, which I, I mean, I, I was saying it when it happened, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was just painfully obvious. It was painfully obvious that, you know, balls off the end of the bat all of a sudden started flying out like they were for the previous two years in big games. Like, just look at the Field of Dreams game, for just as an example. You mean to tell me that those were the regular getting balls? There's no way in hell. No, they use the, so, they use last year's Brett Gardner ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not exactly. last year, but 2020. Yeah, 2020. And, then, you know, and that's kind of, yeah. that could really be another point of contention from mm-hmm. the players' union because mm-hmm. they're screwing with guys' careers here. Yep. Pitchers and and guys that, you know, are hitting. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just there's so much of a mess that Manfred made. Um, I, and I just don't know how how these guys are, are going to get it together. I mean, uh, Kevin Curran, again, he wrote something a while back um, that between Manfred and Tony Clark, it's like Thelma and Louise driving the car off the damn cliff. <laughs> and it's so true because it's like, I, I don't know who's I don't know who's worse. So this, this, it's just going to get messy. And I do hope there's some baseball in 2022. Um, but honestly, who knows? Final. <laughs> at, at this point, it's, yeah. you just throw your hands up in the air at it's, this point. Like, all right, whatever. Yeah, it, it is unbelievable. I, I'm just, I'm so tired of it. I mean, as if the game wasn't pissing me off enough, uh, pissing all of us off enough with all these stupid gimmicks and Manfred and the nonsense oh, yeah. and everything else in between. Now you have to worry about not even having the sport. I mean, I don't even know. I, I, I just, again, I've lost so much faith and so much confidence in so many things with the with the game. It isn't even funny. Um, I'll close with this. Um, obviously, the uh, Hall of Fame ballot, uh, you know, for Cooperstown, um, they'll be announcing who gets in, uh, you know, very soon in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, do you have an idea, an inkling of, of who might get in? Is it finally Schilling's time? Ortiz is on the ballot for the first time. I almost feel like he's just going to get in. Uh, if it's Ortiz and Schilling, I'm going to have a real hard time at that induction, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and then you've got the steroid guys, obviously. You've got Scott Rowland, who's climbed a little bit. Um, there's still the usual suspects, the Todd Heltons. And, you know, they're way, way down, you know, in percentage points. They probably yeah. won't won't get in maybe ever. Uh, and then you have the, the, the sort of that modern baseball committee thing, whatever the hell they're calling it, where some people think Roger Maris is going to get in and Thurman Munson's going to get in. What, what do you think is going to happen? And I think Kevin Kernan made another great point about Gil Hodges. Oh, I mean, Gil Hodges, I, I, I mean, out of those guys, Gil Hodges and Thurman Munson, I think absolutely should get in. Um, it's, I don't know. I mean, again, it depends on who's on the committee. I mean, the, the guys who are on those committees, a lot of times they'll vote for their friends. That's kind of how Harold Baines got it. 
Um, Tony Larusa helped a little bit there too. It, absolutely. I mean, you yep. know, it, it helped that he was on the committee. Yep. So, you know, yep. they, some of these guys will vote for their friend. Sure. Um, but I mean, you, you look at the bodies of work. You know, Munson. You, you know, yeah, his career was shortened, but I mean, that, that that's what you know. That, that's a star that was burning bright. So I mean, I think he's got that stretch of ten years. Like his numbers were just as good as as anything from bench or from. Uh, Fisk, so I, I totally believe he gets in, and I think Gil Hodges has just done so much and is so overlooked that he absolutely deserves to get in. As far as the modern guys, honestly, your guess is as good as mine, man. I, I can't pretend to think that I know what these guys are going to do. I, I, if Ortiz gets in, I mean, at this point, you know, I think it's time. Just vote in Bonds, vote in Club, just do it. Um, that's my take on it. I, I it's. I know some people are like, well, they cheated the game. They just, hey, you know what? They made the game enjoyable. If they didn't cheat the game, people weren't going to be watching the game because they were still pissed off at the, after the 94 strike. So, you know what? They actually helped save the game, put them in the damn Hall of Fame. Um, Schilling, I have no idea. He's asked people not to vote for him. The people just not vote for him, and then he gets pissed off about that. <laughs> we shall find out. Um, you know, I mean, and then, you know, the, the fringe guys, you know, you got – Look, if you have a ballot with Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and then Todd Helton and Scott Rowland, I'm sorry, you know, two of those guys are Hall of Famers and two of them are. Um, so I, I just think those guys are going to have to continue to wait because I just don't see spiting the steroid guys and inducting a guy like Scott Rowland, who was a very good player, you know, good dude, great, you know, good player, not an all-time great. So. I think there's a little, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I saw a guy uh, already submit a blank ballot, so I, I don't know what these guys are going to do. All right, yeah. I'm going. I, I kind of I hope guys just do like an all steroid ballot. I would be so into <laughs> that. Well, I've said for a long time, put them all in. Uh, most of them were Hall of Famers before they, before they used, or, or so we thought. Uh, yeah. So we thought, so we think, and and we don't know who was using against them as well. Uh, you don't know when the start and the stop was. You don't know how many stats should be taken away from steroids. And, and really the baseball world and, and general managers and owners, they turned a blind eye because of exactly what you said. Uh, you know, they wanted people back in the seats. They wanted the home run. The chicks dig the long ball, and we got to get fans back. And the '94 strike, and how do we do it? Yeah, uh, somebody over here, Ken Caminiti. Yeah, well, that's all right. We'll just whatever he he just gained 30 pounds. Don't worry about it. Goes out, wins an MVP. I mean, come on. Like a lot of people probably knew, but they turned the blind eye. But it's a part of the history of the game. It's you can't tell the story of baseball without Bonds, without Clements, and for that matter, without Pete Rose and Shoeless Joe. You just can't. And I feel like you need to put all the steroid guys in. They'll never do it this way. But I've always said put them in one wing, put them away from the Great Hall. That's penalty enough by not having them with Mays and Aaron and Mantle and Cobb and everybody else. Uh, you know, you put them in your own wing and, and you have other things around those plaques which explain to people, generations to come, Chris, what the steroid era was, why it happened, the Mitchell report eventually, all the PED failed tests with A-Rod and all these other guys, and and, and the testing that, that, that ended up coming off of the second wave of it. That's how I feel about it. Just put it in its own wing, but make it an education piece for baseball fans of the future. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Get Ken Burns to you know make a little short film there you about go. it. Yeah, show that on on a loop. You're in good shape. Yeah, with a ball nine logo in between, you know. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in. 
I yeah. need to advertise. We'll, we'll try. That's right. That's right. Hey, quickly take a minute in closing, Chris. To, to I know you're involved with the big fly gear. Um, some unbelievable products there. Great shirts, um, like the 755 Hank Aaron one. And then obviously ball9.com has a lot of apparel. Here we are, holiday season, so they make for great gifts. They do make for great gifts, and make, you can buy a gift for yourself too. Um, yeah, no, we have, uh, you know, we've got the holiday stuff coming. You know, we've got some new products for Big Fly, uh, some winter stuff, you know, jackets, outerwear, stuff like that. Um, just go to the website, bigflygear.com, ball9.com, and, you know, shop to your little heart's content. I love it. Founder and owner of Ball Nine, Chris Vitale. Thanks a lot for jumping on, bud. Mike, thanks for having me, brother. I'll talk to you soon. BML Sports Platter is brought to you by your great friends at the Al and Angus Pub, home of the best darn Angus burger in town. If you're in and around Central New York before and after all the great events, crunch hockey, Syracuse sports, etc., cetera, uh, concerts and events, get on over to the Al and Angus Pub. Burgers, wraps, homemade French onion soup, great beers on tap, and gift cards are available for that special someone as well at the Al and Angus Pub. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Stanley Law Offices, Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and Sit Mean Sit Syracuse, the best dog training around. Go visit them online at sitmeansit.com. Free consultations are available. Any dog, any breed, any behavior, Sit Mean Sit of Syracuse is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Thanks so much to Chris Vitale. I'm Mike Lindsley. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube transform your home in one weekend with paint from menards get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color dutch boys duraclean interior paint and primer in one offers stay clean technology making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boy's easy opening, smooth pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save